We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back at a traditional venue back in the continental U.S. A slightly better field as we start ramping up for the PGA Championship. About to preview the Wells Fargo Open here on Gaming Golf. everybody welcome to gaming golf jeff erickson here with jeff ritter and scott jenstad uh the folks from rotowire and si golf and morning read have all collaborated to do this with us every week hopefully you guys enjoy it uh the mexico open went according to chalk john rom won he was by far the best golfer in the field and he went wire to wire i mean is there much more to say than that guys i'm not sure if you'll see a chalkier golf tournament maybe ever again i mean he was just such a runaway favorite and scott and i would as we sometimes do we agreed that rom was the a smart way to build your dfs lineup and then just get creative with the rest and uh we got one right that was that was the way to go rom it almost felt it's weird that someone wins a tour event and you know rom hadn't won anywhere since his us open but to still say oh that's what he should have done but that's kind of how it felt when you see when you see rom kind yeah. of emerge from that field is well yeah Good win, but that's kind of what that's kind of what he should have done in that field. So yeah, not only that, but it was one too. You know, Tony Finau was one, the second most yep. expensive golfer, and he finished tied for second. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, we talked last week about how Rom was the most expensive guy, but still felt super underpriced, and I think that showed in the roster ship. I think he was like forty percent uh, rostered in most of the bigger contests. So it was just that uh, we talked last week. I thought he should have been like twelve two to twelve five, and it turned out that they probably should have been. It was uh, it was a little bit too easy to pick him off the top and go from there. But yeah, Fina was fun. I mean, that was we talked one and done. That was my one and done pick. So it's good to get uh, get some cash in there. But uh, he had a really nice Sunday. He and Brandon Wu uh, went off on Sunday to put a little bit of pressure on Rom, but. It felt, uh, I don't know, Sunday felt kind of anticlimactic to me. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find a Smotherman on my uh, Sunday broadcast there. So, because uh, he was like 60th. So, oops. Yeah. My, my streak on picking uh, one and duns has continues to go poorly. I was trying to do something different to be different than the field. Didn't work out. At least he made the cut. I mean, I, and the funny thing is, I had Ramen Wu, and that was enough pretty much to 
to cash a little bit at the very least, even yeah. though I think I went four or six Vaughn Taylor with Drew with the shoulder. So you only, you, only, you not only, did, you know, it's one thing to miss a cut. It's another when you only get one round's worth of play. Yeah, it was tough. I had uh, I had similar like good guys in the top, but I had uh, I had uh, Tyler Duncan who hurt. He missed the cut. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a week that I cashed in double ups, but uh, tournaments were kind of an afterthought. I was feeling I was feeling cautiously optimistic about Cam Champ there heading into Sunday too. He was my my sneaky against slightly against the grain one and done. It didn't hit, but it was. Well, he got decent. he caught a really bad break, didn't he? Um, I, I want to say like he got ball caught in the mud or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. I I, re- I wasn't watching live at the time, but I caught some of the notes of that later on Twitter. But what are you gonna do? Ron was the, Ron was the play all along. Although I give you credit for taking Austin Smotherman in a one and done. I mean that was an against <laughs> sure. the grain move. It it was a high risk, high reward play, and uh, more cut. like high risk, no reward. But that's okay. <laughs> when you when you could take someone in a one and done that you never heard of three months ago, that uh, that takes some guts right there. Yeah, yeah. So woohoo! I had that going for me, which which was, was nice. All right, enough of the Mexico Open. Let's move on to the Wells Fargo. Uh, let's talk about uh, this field, this tournament. Uh, noteworthy first is the venue, uh, that it's frequently, uh, it, it's down in North Carolina, but because the president's cup is being played at quail hollow this year, they're moving it back to TPC Avenue, which is not a new venue. It's a place where they've had a tournament many times before last time in 2018. Yeah. It's the old, it's the old Kemper open. Uh, it's TPC Potomac is like, uh, it's not Quail Hollow, I guess, is probably the best, the best way to start. Quail Hollow's a big track, uh, kind of rewards bombers, if you will. This is this is a tighter, shorter par 71. Um, so it's it's the Wells Fargo still, but in name only, really. It's a completely different venue. And, uh, you know, you got Rory McIlroy. Traditionally, this is, this is one of his kind of fishing holes, uh, you know, on the PGA Tour. He's had a lot of success at Wells Fargo. Uh, he's the biggest name in the field this week. So our, our conversation still probably starts with Rory, but, uh, you're talking about a totally different course in terms of yeah. course fit and what you're looking for. So, and it, I mean, it, I think the biggest note in this is it's a really tough course. You look at when Quicken loans they had here, 2017, 2018, the cut in 2017 was plus four. The cut in 2018 was plus one. So you're talking about, you know, over par to make the cut in both times. Uh, the winning score in 2017 was minus seven. Uh, Francisco Molinari ran away in 2018. Actually, was minus 21, won the tournament by eight strokes. So you're still looking at, you know, second place, minus 13. I think we're going to get more of a, you know, minus 10 to minus 13 kind of winner in here. And that really affects what you do. It's narrow fairways. Um, from what I've read, pretty punitive if you miss the fairway. So, you know, guys who can club down and hit the fairway are really accurate. Driver is really important here. Um, small green. So you want to you know, shot gains approach even more important than normal here. Maybe putting a little bit less so because the smaller greens, you're not going to have quite as many, uh, you know, long lag putts. But uh, it seems like driving accuracy, uh, you know, greens and regulation will be really important this week. And, and scoring is going to be tough. So those guys that make a ton of birdies, maybe make some mistakes, uh, not quite as high in my car as they normally are. Only thing I remember about this course is two th- well, two things. One, I used to play a video game in college with my roommates, uh, video, uh, video game golf game, and Avenal was one of the courses that was on it. Um, and two, uh, this isn't this the course where Rory Sabatini went nuts about Ben Crane's pace of play? Uh, you know, I, I, where Ben Crane was just playing so slow. I thought well, I, I it could have been. It might have been. Boy, that's a good. That's a really great anecdote. If you're, I, I, you probably are right. But that that was a fun. Uh, I know it was like a DC area course. Crazy, and I want to say it was crazy animal, golf but, moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sabatini <But>, and Crane. <laughs> yeah, just a little, it's the weird little things you remember. Yeah, uh, sometimes. 
All right, let's start look, uh, breaking down the field here a little bit, uh, and, and maybe we can find ourselves a winner this week. Uh, top five golfers, uh, Rory McIlroy is at 11-5. That's more than Rom was last week, which I think is interesting. Uh, Fino at 10-6, Answer at 10-4, Corey Connors at 10-1, and Matt Fitzpatrick at 10,000. Still not like an elite field, but better than last week. Yeah, thank God. A little better than last week. Uh, you're right. I, I, the Rory McIlroy pr- price jumped out to me, too. Is I, I think maybe the, the price setters at our games here realize they mispriced Rom badly last week as a such a dramatic favorite um, in a depleted field. But Rory's interesting, but I don't know. I mean, it's to me, the course history, the course profile, just it has me leaning another way for the price. I think my favorite off this top tier is actually – friend of the podcast, Corey Connors, for his tee to green game. Uh, as a, it's only kind of recently come together for him, but um, I think he's, where is he now? Like uh, six, he's at top 10 off the tee, strokes gained off the tee. He's third in GIR. You know, he didn't have a great start to this year, but I like the way he's trending, and I like the way his statistical profile lines up this week. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Jeff and I don't always agree, but usually it goes pretty well when we do. I love uh, I love Corey Connors in this tier also uh, at 10-1. Really good setup for him. Accurate off the tee, good iron player. Kind of all the stuff Jeff was saying. Playing well recently, too. His 12th at RBC, 6th of the Masters, makes five straight cuts, all those top 35. Gained really nicely, TD Green, and approach in four straight. Um, if you look at the whole field, last 24 rounds, he's 5th in ball striking. I just think this sets up really well for him. Um, last week, you know, I liked Rom at the price. He was actually cheaper than Rory is this week, but just because there was nobody else there. Um, I don't trust Rory quite as much as I trust Rom, and the field's a little better. I think I'm not going to pay up. Um, I like Connors at 10-1. I think Matthew Fitz or Matt Fitzpatrick, sorry, at uh, 10,000 is really solid also. Um, you know, I know he missed the cut at, uh, at the players in RBC. Lost a ton of strokes putting at RBC, but five top 25s in those times we did make the cut. A really good course setup for him. You look at, uh, you know, it's just shot gain total. Like all these metrics put together over the last 24 rounds, he's actually first in the field. He's been he's been the best in uh, kind of overall gaining shots. Um, at 10,000, I think I'm starting with either Connors or Fitzpatrick this week um, and kind of jumping off Finau and, and Rory this week. Yeah, and I, I don't understand why answers up there at 10-4, to be honest. Uh, he, his recent form hasn't been special. Um, and... 42nd last week. So I'm not even sure why he's in this grouping, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I guess just name value, but yeah, not someone that uh, he hasn't had a top uh, 30 since, uh, since November of 2021. Yeah. Okay. Let's move down to tier two, the 9,000s. Tyrrell Hatton's at 99, Mark Leishman at 97, Keegan Bradley, 96, Russell Henley, 93, Gary Woodland, 91, and Patrick Reed at 9,000. Scott, do you like this tier? And if so, who do you like in this group? Really like this tier. Uh, I've considered uh, dropping down and just playing two or three guys here, but I think I'll probably go with one of the, like Connors and one of these guys. Uh, the two guys I like, I like Keegan Bradley a lot, 9,600. I think he's a really good course setup for him. Um, he's fourth in TD Green over the last 24 rounds. If you take a look at this field, um, you know, last four tournaments, I know he had the missed cut, but three top 11s, you know, has put up high on the leaderboard. He was eighth at Valero last time out. Uh, gained 4.1 approach, eight shots, TD Green. Just playing really well is a really good setup course for him where you need accuracy, and he can do that. And with the smaller greens, I worry less about uh, his putting issues. And then I, for the kind of the same metric approach, I really like Russell Henley at 9,300. Um, you look at the top 24 rounds, he's first in this field in, in shot gain approach, a really important uh, stat this week. He leads the PGA in shot gain approach for the entire season. So been really good all year long. 
You look at some other stats, he's third in Tita Green. He's sixth in ball striking. Just playing really well. I know he missed the cut at uh, Heritage last time out. Um, it was a it was a week where he just putted terribly. He lost four shots putting. He still gained in Tita Green approach. Um, I like Henley a lot this week. So uh, Keegan and Henley are my guys in, in this range. Jeff? With Jan Henley, uh, leading the, the entire tour in approaches is kind of a – that gets your attention, especially – on a course that's not familiar. So, you know, putting, everybody will have the same struggles with putting. It's smaller greens. You figure, look for guys who can hit it close. Um, Russell Henley leading the tour is kind of a, that, that gets your attention. So I, I flagged him. And then I've still mentioned him just about every week now lately, it seems like. But Gary Woodland, to me, still feels a little underpriced for how well he's playing. Another quiet top 25 in Mexico. And uh, I'm, I'm in still at this price on Woodland. Those yeah, are two guys want- for me. I wanted to pick two, but Woodland was my third. I just I really like how he's playing, especially recently. Really nice uh, last three weeks in T Green. I know he missed two cuts, but they were the players, which we've talked about many times. We kind of throw out and the Masters. The other five were all top twenty fives and three top tens. I mean, he's just he's he's playing really well right now. Yeah, um, tempted. I'm almost tempted to go with two in the nines here uh, because of that, but that allows us. We'll see uh, to afford more, and, and we'll see how what you guys think about the next couple of tiers, and may that might inform that the strategy there, how comfortable you are going into the sevens versus the eights. Uh, before we do that, though, quick note from our sponsors on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are back here. And uh, thank you for your indulgence on that. Uh, Let's hit the 8,000s. It's a small tier. There's not a whole lot of guys in the $8,000 tier. Uh, Paul Casey's at 88. Sergio Garcia's at 87. Max Homa, 86. Siwoo Kim, 84. Seamus Power, 83. Jason Day, 82. Webb Simpson, 81. Cameron Young is at 8,000. Guys, the optimizer really likes Seamus Power this week. Uh, do you guys agree at 83? Jeff, we'll start with you. Yeah, he was my first choice off this tier. I like the way he's playing. I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's approaches again with him, or is it? Uh, let me see. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, yeah, accuracy of T and GIR, fourth in greens and regulation this year. Again, same idea as Henley. You just look for guys that can safely stay out of trouble, keep themselves in play. Putting as a weakness is sort of mitigated. I like power a lot. I also like Cam Young. I, I think, you know, his rookies, I think sometimes these fantasy games are a little bit behind on rookies who are starting to emerge. Cam Young's had some flashes. He's more of a power player. He's like, you know, he's another part of the new generation of just guys that just absolutely crush it off the tee. But he's played well in a mix of golf courses this year. And so I think he's underpriced at 8000 as well. I got I got two guys in this range too, and one of them is Cam Cam Young, who I love this week at eight thousand. Um, I really like the bounce back. You know, he was playing really well, then missed the cut at the Players, missed the cut at the Masters, but then you know, the third RBC shows me that he really bounced back well, gained ten point seven T degree in that event, um, lost strokes putting, and still finished third. It shows me a lot about his ball striking right there. Um, you know, last six tournaments, we're talking about a guy that has four top twenties. Like that's really good for a rookie, really finishing high of the leaderboard. Uh, you look at the last twenty four rounds in this whole field. First in TD Green, first in ball striking, first in off the tee, fourth in DraftKings points. Like the stats line up crazy well for a guy who's 8,000. I think he's pretty mispriced in this field. Uh, my other guy in this range, I'm actually going to be fading power because I'm going to go up a little bit to Max Homa. Um, I think he feels a little of bit course. cheap in this field too. Of course, I know. No, no surprise there with my boy Homa. If you look at 13 starts this year, seven top 25s and a win, only two missed cuts. Uh, you look in this field, last three rounds, he's 15th in approach, 7th in ball striking, 12th off the tee. Stats we're looking at this uh, this week. Um, I like uh, I like moving off power, who I think is going to be really popular. A lot of people are talking about Seamus Power this week. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Power's approach numbers recently. Uh, they have not been great the last three or four events. Uh, I'm going to play Homa and Young kind of around him instead of him and go there. Um, I like uh, you guys know I always love Paul Casey. I'm just a little bit worried about the back spasm. I think he fits really well for this course, but and a guy who hasn't played in a couple of months, you know, had to withdraw from the Masters. Uh, backs always worried me the golfer, so I'm gonna stick with Homa and Young, and uh, maybe maybe give Casey a week to show me that the back's healthy. Not a bad approach. Uh, we shouldn't use the word approach; it could be uh, confusing, <laughs> but not a bad uh, consideration there. Uh, let's look into the seven thousands. As always, we'll break it into halves because it's such a big grouping. Uh, Scott, in the first half of the 7,000s, who, if anyone, do you like? Can I can I make that half 7,500 and above? Yes, you may. Because I like two guys exactly at 7,500. Um, I like C.T. Pan. We talked about him last week. Um, you know, made another cut. He's made six of seven cuts, gained strokes and approach in six straight. We talked about that at the top. That's going to be a really key stat this week. Uh, you just look at his, his T to green numbers. He's gained the last seven. He's eighth in this field in approach, 13th in T to green. For his price, um, he grades out really well with a lot of the stats. And then I'm going to kind of ride the hot hand. Uh, I have the, I'm drinking, drinking out of the Stanford Cardinal Cup here. Uh, Brandon Wu again at 700. Uh, course record on Sunday, finished second in the event in Mexico, made four straight cuts. All those are top 35s, two top fives in that stretch. So not only making cuts, but finishing high up. Really good ball striking last week. Gained 6.8 strokes tee to green, 4.6 off the tee, 5.6 approach. Just playing really well. He's putting really well. I know he gained a lot of strokes putting last week, but I like that he combined that with all the other good metrics also. It wasn't just the putting he leaned on. Um, I think we're finally kind of starting to see. We talked about him a couple for the last uh, you know year or so. Maybe he's going to take that step up. I you know I saw him playing the U.S. Open in 2019. Looked good. But I think he's finally getting comfortable on tour, making that uh, breakout. So I, I like Wu again. I'm going to kind of uh, ride the hot hand here at 7,500. Solid picks. Uh, I think we've got to take a moment, though, and acknowledge the fact that uh, one of the original founding father friends of the podcast, Matt Kuchar, is starting I, to Matt Kuchar. I, 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 I knew you were going there. It's starting to happen, guys. We've got two top fives now in the last uh, Harbortown and San Antonio, I believe. So 
I, I mean, I, you know, I don't think I would put him on a straight ticket to win, but in a fantasy lineup at that price and the way he's trending, uh, that price is tempting. I also like Aaron Rye, who Scott, I think, I think you got him on your season long team, right? And you mentioned him a I few do. times. I just, uh, another guy, I think trending the right direction. This is a smallish golf course ride, not a big hitter. Uh, maybe this is the right profile again for someone like him who's, uh, should be coming into this event feeling pretty good about himself. So those are my two favorites off the top. top. The American Sep Straka has cost more than the actual Sep Straka now. How the turntables have turned, right? Yes. That's, uh... <laughs> I also think one guy, one other guy in here. I think uh, I think if you're trying to you know make a cut and just kind of get six guys through, I think Joel Damon is a really good fit for this course. He's made six straight cuts. It's one of those courses that really good for him. He's accurate off the tee, but not super long. Um, I think at seventy seven hundred, I don't think he can win this tournament, but I think he's a really good bet to make the cut. And you know, in, in the seven thousands, you know, that might be enough. Right. You know, world needs cut makers too, for sure. Uh, for sure. All right, Jeff, on the bottom half of the 7,000s, is there anybody else there that can be a budget saver for you? Or are you Not, dipping all the way uh, into the sixes? I think uh, Francesco Molinari, isn't he? A, he's a past winner. Isn't this where he won by like eight yeah. shots or something? Yeah, like he was, he, he was like, tw- uh, 21, 21 under in 2018. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's not recent form, but that's uh, that's a that's an impressive course history. I don't I don't really see a lot in this tier. I saw Bataya Schwab got picked up in our season log league, and I didn't I didn't have time to. Sometimes I'll go and just look back at stats and see why. Uh, but I noticed our our league of experts, uh, which I I think I still think is the toughest fantasy golf league in the world. Uh, somebody felt Bataya Schwab was was worth picking up, but I I don't really like this part of the tier to be honest. I'd rather. Um, build it another way. Yeah, that was Kyle Soppy who picked up Matthias Schwab, and he's been pretty on good. dialed in when it comes he's to his good. pickups this year. So, yeah. uh, at least it's worth exploring a little bit more. Schwab has three top tens this season, which is a, a pretty surprising stat when you think about the fact that nobody really knows about him. But he's uh, he has finished high up on the leaderboard a couple times. But uh, a couple guys I do like in this range. Um, I really like Nate Lashley again. We talked about him last week, and he delivered in a, in a big way. He, uh, you know, he's eleventh last week. If he, where he was in that range, that was a huge score. A lot of teams that did really well had Lashley, but you just kind of look at all his stats, and I just don't know why he's seven thousand. I think he should be a little bit higher. He's if you look at uh, shot gain total in this field, he's twelfth over the last twenty four rounds. Like playing really well. He was eleventh last week. He did gain huge in putting, but he gained in tee to green, gained approach, still played well. Last four weeks, he missed one cut. They made three top 20s. You do not get guys down this low that are you know, making top 20s. Last six weeks, five top 30s, four top 20s, three top 15s. This is a guy that's really making a, making a name for himself, getting on leaderboards, getting in the top 30. Give me someone at 7,000 that can finish top 25 and take that every day. Uh, Lashley's probably my favorite guy down here in 7,000. I think he's a little bit of an underprice. Um, the other, other guy here, I, I like Adam Long a little bit. He's playing, uh, playing really well, back-to-back top 15s, three state top 35s. He's a yeah, shot gains approach is kind of average over that stretch. So I get a little bit less fired about him at 7,400. I like Lashley more and I like Wu and, uh, and, and CT Pan a little bit more. So he kind of got lost in my mix, but I think he's playable. A guy who's, uh, you know, hitting the leaderboard the last couple of weeks, but I'm worried about on this course, uh, his approach numbers are not quite what I was looking for. Yeah. Long really started well uh, in Mexico last week, 67, yeah. 66. It's just pedestrian over the weekend. Still yeah. pretty reasonable finish. Uh, one other guy I'm going to throw out there, top 10 last week, he's kind of boomer bust, is Alex Smalley. Uh, seems to do better in the crappy tournaments, but uh, second at Cop- uh, second earlier uh, this year at a small field tournament too. Not crappy, but you know what I mean. Sm- uh, lesser field tournaments. Yeah. He, he hit it really well last week. You look at all his yeah. ball striking numbers. He, I mean, he, he didn't, you, sometimes you see the guy like 
gained eight strokes putting. You're like, all right, what, what's going on here? But he he hit it well. Tita Green off the tee and approach is really nice. I, I like that as a, a play that probably not many people are going to be on either. Yeah, so I, I, I might be on him. So we'll see. Anybody in the 6,000s, Jeff or Scott, chime in. Uh, well, Scott, you mentioned him last week, and I, I started following the career arc of one Andrew Novak as Talk a potential about a great, sleeper. great week last week. Yeah, yeah, 15. yeah. yeah. And the, the price is not adjusted for it. Um, I like, you know, he's got around the green, approach to the green, top 50, I believe, on tour in both. You're just looking for hope. You're looking for another made cut. Uh, I'm intrigued by Andrew Novak. And uh, so he's my favorite off this tier, replacing – uh, Austin Smotherman, who's had a nice run off off the the six thousand line, but I think Novak, I you know, I'm I'm intrigued and I'm watching. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was surprised his pricing come up a little bit. Finishing uh, yeah. finishing fifteenth last week, three top twenty fives last five tournaments. You do not get that for a guy at sixty five hundred. And it yeah. was it was legit last week. He actually lost strokes putting, so he he, he hit the ball. He gained six point eight approach, eight point four tee green. Just played really really well. I'm very much intrigued. I think sixty five hundred is a really good price for Novak. And it's it's funny you mentioned Smotherman. I actually think this is a pretty good course for him too. I know we've uh, we've yeah. talked about him. Jeff talked about him last week. You know, made the cut but didn't do much. But you look at the it's shot gained approach in this field. Like that's a key a key metric always, but especially this so this week and last three four rounds. He's seventh in the entire field. I was shocked seeing that a guy who's sixty eight hundred. He's gained an approach in six straight events where they had, uh, you know, they had a stat tracker because he played at a couple alt events where he didn't have that. But he's made four or five cuts. He seems to be struggling on the weekends. You know, Jeff mentioned that as one and done, but making cuts, but not really doing much on Saturday, Sunday. Maybe he can take a little bit step up there. But um, he's just kind of brutal around the greens. The big problem with him, you worry with small greens, he's going to have to hit some chips, and he's just he's lost strokes in the ground the greens six straight weeks. So that worries me a little bit. I think he's playable at 6,800, but I'd probably lean Novak just for kind of the, the recent form, uh, get get the hot guy right now. And 6,500 is really cheap. You can do a lot in your lineup if you get Novak in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's shift our focus from DraftKings to futures as sports betting. Uh, using the SI Sportsbook odds, let's take a look at uh, who, who we like here. Uh, Jeff, who's on your betting sheet for this week? All right, so we're going to start up top. Uh, I Again, the odds are just too short on Rory at eight to one. I no, I can't do it. Uh, Connors, I think, is very tempting in our next t- pool type that we're going to talk about. But I'd start with Tony Finau at twenty-two to one. I mean, he's off of, off a nice week. He's a guy that's kind of drawn uh, criticism, but he's maybe a reputation of not closing or not winning as much as someone with his talent should. But uh, it's not a bad price in what's still a fairly weak field. Uh, I like Gary Woodland at 30 to one. And then I, I probably would drop down, you know, the SI Sportsbook has these fun bets you can make of just top tens or top twenties. Uh, where's our guy, Matt Kuchar? He's at, let's see, <laughs> top t- 10 to one to, for top five. Yeah. Uh, 10 to one for a top five. I'll do yeah, that. And, and, where, five, and plus 5,000 overall. Same at, right Andrew, next to our good friend, Sepp Straka. So yeah. they're right next to each other. Uh, and Andrew at Novak the, at, at six and a half to one, just to make a top 20. I, I like that too. So th- those are the bets. Kind of the, the same guys we we just went through and, and you can find some values on the board there as well. Scott, who are your, who's on your betting sheet? 
Yeah, I think it, the, the Connors decision is tough for me because it kind of affects what I do the rest of the way. But I think I'm going to bet Corey Connors 18 to 1 and then drop back. Uh, I'm definitely going to go with Keegan Bradley at 33 to 1. I just think this is a really good setup for him and he's playing really well. Then I'm going to drop even further back. Definitely going to bet Cam Young at 40 to 1. I think that is actually a misprice. I think he's way better in this field than 40 to 1. Max Home at 41 too. I think another underpriced. Then I drop way back for some darts. Uh, Brandon Wu, I think at 66 to 1, kind of ride the hot hand. And then a, a couple bucks on Nate Lashley at 110 to one. I think uh, a plus 850 top 10. And Nate Lashley's interesting too. He's he's kind of hitting leaderboards. Hasn't quite been up to that top 10, but I think in this field he's got a good chance. I think eight and a half to one is nice there. If you want to get a little spicy, you go Andrew Novak is 15 to one to make the top 10. Really interesting there. And Smotherman's 13 to one to make the top 10. So if you want to just uh, you know some bets uh, to watch on Sunday where you guys don't have to win, but maybe can sneak in the top 10. Uh, Novak and Smotherman, I like to make the cut, and then you never know what happens after that. But uh, Connors, Keegan, Cam Young, Homa, kind of like my four guys this week that I, I really think one of them is going to make a big run on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I like those. I like both of you guys' selections there. I like digging deep there. I like the top 10 bets, too. I think those are yeah, kind of fun. Too. Yeah, you can bet. Uh, you can bet. Uh, if you want to bet Corey Connors, you can bet Corey Connors plus 120 as top Canadian. Who else is there? Uh, Mac Hughes, Adam Svensson, Svensson, Nick Taylor, Roger Sloan, Drew Nesbitt, and Michael Gligich. I actually have like Roger, Roger Sloan rostered on our league, which tells you something about our my team. Uh, it's a deep league. That's not, it's toughest it's, league. Uh, Jeff Ritter said it so. is. The t- it is the toughest fantasy golf league in the world. As uh, as I that. peruse the SI Sportsbook, I really like all the different options. You could bet top Asian, top South African, top Australian. There's a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff you could do. You can even go top Austrian. It's pretty much a head to head between Sepp Strzok and Matthias Schwab if you really want to get fun with that. Poor and, and oh, where's the top Slovakian? Is was Roy there? Uh, is it by himself? <laughs> top top flake fake Slovakian. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, one and done. Um, you know what? I'm going to go first because I always wait. And then uh, it sounds like I'm trailing. But I'm going to – you guys convinced me. Jeff, you convinced me. I'm going Cam Young. I really like Cam Young this week. Uh, gets me off that first top – the top 10 tier. Uh, I think he breaks through, gets his first win. I like it. I was down to two. I, I usually enter this part of the show down to two and then just talk it out loud. Okay. I, I was down to Corey Connors and Cam Young. So I'll, I'll go Connors. But, there you uh, go. I think I think your young pick is is also well justified and has a great shot. I'm going to be fully honest. I was down to three, and you guys took two of them. So do I go with the third one, or do I follow one of you guys? It's your money. It's where. Well, just we tell us the three. You can do what you want in your pool. Uh, but uh, those uh, those two plus Keegan were the three I was deciding between. But I'm going to go Corey Connors. I'm kind of middle of the pack. I need another uh, big week. I had Finau last week for the second. I need to make some gains. I think this is a, a week where. I want to use Corey Connors just because there's probably not a ton of weeks that I feel like I, I really got to use Corey Connors. I think it's a good spot to use him in. Um, kind of the same theory I went with Finau last week where the, you know, this is the best feel I'm going to get for Finau um, you know, among the second-tier guys. So I'm going to go Connors. Uh, sorry, Jeff, I'm going to copy you, but uh, hopefully we'll both win. Plenty of room on the bandwagon. Beautiful. Yeah. Any, you know, when, if we're gonna if we're gonna go Connors in the same week, we gotta do it. Friend of the podcast, we might as well just get on board. Yeah, I, I burned him uh, when he missed the cut, so we're we're that's how we're rolling this year, well, right? At now, least but. that's out of his system, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. So that's good. yeah. Did you already uh, pick Max Homa? I was wondering if he is a consideration for you. I already picked Matt picked Max Homa. He definitely would have been consideration for me. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, any other parting thoughts before we sign off for the Wells Fargo? 
I wonder, could we could we start sending the gaming golf logo to certain players where we, we've basically sponsored them at this point? Like Smotherman, I don't know who's on a shirt. Would you put our logo bags. on for free for the low, the high high cost of free? Uh, but uh, <laughs> couldn't hurt, couldn't hurt to try. Uh, better right? than a blank space, right? You got to show you're in demand if you're one of these up and coming guys. You, know, you got. I be, think before Straka won, we could have pulled it off with him, but he won, so I think it's gone now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's priced out. Yep. I'm uh, I'm looking forward when we get get past this week. We hit a pretty good stretch. We get AT and T next, and the PGA Championship. So it seems like we had a little bit of a lull here. Then we get those two tournaments. Then uh, the, the the Memorials come up after that. The US Open. We've got a really good stretch of like four of six weeks that get really fun, really fast. But uh, yeah, we had a great start to the season. We had a little bit of a lull here. But I think four of the next six, six get really fun. Yeah, it's, there's always that little that pocket, and you think, yeah. oh, after the Masters, yes, this is the golf season. And then there's no no slow down, slow down. We're going to just lull you to sleep for a little bit. And then we're going to have that breakneck pace from like the PGA through the British, you know, they throw in the, like the John Deere in there just to throw us off a little bit. But uh, do you, do you guys think we get Phil and Tiger at the PGA? I will Uh, say no one. Yes. I don't think we get Phil. Okay. So Tiger. Yes. Phil. No, I think I agree with you. Yeah. I would lean the same way. I have no, even as even as Phil is a defending champ, we all all three of us said no. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think he's got to do something before the PGA. If he's going to come back at the PGA, he can't just yeah come back at the PGA. It's just, it'd just be a circus. So it's, time is running out to come back or do something before the PGA. So I think I think we're just a little farther down the road. Sounds like Tiger's like out there doing practice rounds at Southern Hills. So I, I, yeah. I I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty certain he's gonna he's gonna tee it up there. Yeah, that that that's why I was pretty firm. Yes, on yeah. Tiger. Not so firm on Phil, but leaning now. So there we go. All right. That's going to conclude uh, this week's Gaming Golf. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, We'll be back at you again next week, the Byron Nelson. Thanks, everybody listening, and uh, good luck this week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.